0: Matt Middleton and Kevin Rainer were the banter's as ferocious as Pittsburgh fans watching that
1: playoff game last weekend. That was painful. That was hard to watch for Pittsburgh but you know what on the other side of that game those fans those Browns fans they deserve it. What a win Matt.
0: Dude it's been like 20 plus years or something since they won a playoff game so yeah I mean good for them. Pittsburgh just did not take them seriously whatsoever.
1: nope they uh they let him they let uh they let themselves get walked over but uh that's football sometimes you know it just happens
0: dude 28 nothing in the first quarter and like on the first offensive snap of the game to allow a defensive touchdown like oh my god they were just not ready to play all pittsburgh fans were extremely sad
1: by that but there's always next year matt i was playing games on my computer with a buddy of mine and he was like wait we have to stop i have to watch the end of this game i have to witness history and i was dying laughing because i was like i knew that it was gonna happen but i didn't fully expect it to end that way like oh wild
0: yeah absolutely wild man you know and even though i got that game wrong i was still three of six last week so i'll take 50 percent. you know it's a passing i uh, blame
1: I blame myself, Matt, for part of that 3 of 6, because your boy, somehow, against all the odds, gotta take right, was thinking, you know what, I'll go into the NFL this week, I'll believe in Lamar Jackson, and the man did not let me down.
0: No, man, Lamar Jackson definitely did not let you down. He didn't have a particularly great game through the air, but when you also rush for, I think, 136 yards or something like that, it's... It's hard to beat a quarterback that does that, right?
1: That will do it for you. That'll help.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Unfortunately, I was unable to get my hot take right. The Lakers lose the first game of the five. If I had called the next four, I would have been perfect. But
1: four in one week (laughs) killed me on the first night. Yo, the Lakers are so good. Like, does anyone even need to talk about them? They are easily the favorites in the West, the favorites for the crown. LeBron... AD, the chemistry on that team, they should have gone 5-0 for you, my man. They should have. They're just so dang good.
0: Man, I, I was going to save this for a little bit later, but I'll bring it up right now. Did you see him hit that 3 in a <laughs> heck whose face, but he turns around before it's even in the bucket and starts selling with the bench? Literally, the next day, the NBA went out and made it a super team. They're like, oh, no, you no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know that was because Dennis Schroeder bet him, right? Oh, Really? Yeah, so if you haven't heard of this, it's hilarious. So he uh LeBron was gonna take the shot, and so LeBron has never done like a turn away three. Like he's never done it and he's never been that confident. And Schroeder in his ear goes, bet it. So LeBron turns around, looks him in the eye, and goes, bet it, as the shot goes down. That's why everyone goes wild, my dude. It's oh, hilarious. That's
0: freaking awesome, man. That's so yeah. cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, exactly.
0: Man, when they saw that, they knew that they need to get James Harden on that net squad. Can't let the Lakers win back to back.
1: We can't go too far into it because I know you're excited about the NHL. I know you're still excited about the NFL. But, yeah, that super team has been made. The hardened trade has happened. My hot take from, I don't know, weeks ago finally came true. Finally, oh, my friend. The return of super teams? The return of big threes? Who knows, Matt?
0: All right, man. Well, I'm going to pull you off the court because we're still on the grid. I am here. Uh, we'll start with the best game of the weekend, man. It was the first game of the weekend, too. Indianapolis versus Buffalo. That game was quite the banker. ended up 27 to 24 for Buffalo was a lot closer than I actually anticipated it being. I thought uh, Buffalo would blow them out, but man, after going, I think they were averaging 40 points over their last five games for the Indianapolis defense to hold Buffalo to only 27 is super impressive. Even with Josh Allen going off for like 324 yards and Stefan Diggs for another 128 yards and a TD, like, they're a great wide receiver quarterback tandem. So, no shame in that for Indianapolis. I mean, Phillip Rivers just, he's not going to win you playoff games, especially at this age. And uh, that's what they were hoping you could do. But they proved I mean, that they were a Matt, top 10 team.
1: You said it was going to be a close game last week, but you knew the Bills were going to pull through in the end. So, I mean, that's what we got.
0: Yeah, definitely. And onto a game that I did not call correctly <laughs> the Rams versus the Seahawks, man. Aaron Donald obliterated that offensive line for seattle he has like broken ribs or cracked ribs and he's still playing like an animal the fact yeah man no fear that he kept that uh passing offense scrambling all day poor russell wilson was running for his life and if it weren't for uh the rams starting quarterback john walford getting hurt and jared goff having to play only like he had thumb surgery on December 28th so only a couple weeks later like that's why they were so ineffective as an offense or else they would have blown Seattle out I mean Cam Akers was the MVP of that game he's had some pretty good games but the rookie really exploded in this one for 131 yards and a touchdown so it was massive for them
1: you know I'm always a fan when a rookie has a good game Matt it's exciting to hear. Sad for Seahawks fans. I know uh, Russell looked pretty sad walking off that field, but uh, that's football. It happens, right? Sometimes it's just not your day.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's not your day, not your year. I mean, they started off so hurt, hot, um, and then they went pretty cold. So, I think he's going to learn the lesson to start off slower and and go faster once the playoffs come. But hey, another another season, another lesson. So. Yeah,
1: exactly keep it going
0: well there's Tampa and Washington man I'm pretty sure everyone was expecting Tampa Bay to roll them here especially when you have Alex Smith not being able to start so they already start off on the wrong foot but that D-line man they were a monster all season and they kept them in that game I mean Tampa Bay did have TB12 Fournette and Mike Evans go off for them offensively so you could expect them to win but it was a lot tighter of a game than I anticipated. That's for sure.
1: I mean, was it was it all Brady? Did he just not have a game? I, I haven't looked too much into this one so I don't know too much about it.
0: No, Brady was pretty good, man. It was that defensive line. I mean, that defense is is pretty good because of them and when you have when you win in the trenches, that's how you win football games, man. If I was a general manager of a football team, I wouldn't care about my wide receivers and my running backs and my cornerbacks. I'd only care about hmm. defensive linemen and offensive linemen and quarterback. Once you got that well, figured I mean, out, you can kind of get everything <laughs> else going. That's
1: why Brady's the GOAT. You get over any defensive line and that's NFL playoffs. You got a breakthrough, right?
0: Yeah, buddy. I mean, I thought Tennessee was going to win this game again because I really like their running game. I like their defense but Baltimore's defense is the one that really showed out in this game. I mean, they let t- Tennessee jump out to a 10-0 lead, but from that point on, they scored 17 unanswered points and only allowed a field goal. They won 20-13, to and they kept Derrick Henry from really doing anything on the ground. I think he only had like 46 yards on 18 carries, something like that. So not a great game for him from a 2,000-yard rusher, man.
1: What man, that's crazy how you can be stopped like that. I'm obviously very excited because, you know, I get my totally knew this was gonna happen. Hot take come true. Hey, Sadly for fans. They, You're <laughs> they, they, one they and oh in the NFL. One and o, baby. Yeah, yeah baby I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try again this week and uh you may be very upset with what I have to say, but we'll come back to that at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we'll see, man. But the probably The biggest blowout expected was Washington-Tampa, but the game that everybody really knew what was going to happen was New Orleans-Chicago. Chicago Chicago has a great defense, but they have a very lackluster offense. I mean, that's the story of their team's history. And they were only able to put up nine points in the entire game. They were able to hold New Orleans, who's a great offense, to 21 points, but just not enough
1: enough scoring. So you're going to lose. Yeah, you're gonna take the yellow and you just can't put off enough points, unfortunately. Is what it is. And we can all lull
0: about that last Pittsburgh Cleveland game, because twenty-eight to nothing after the first quarter, man, like they were just asleep. It was brutal if you're a Pittsburgh fan, especially when, you know, you play them in week seventeen, you don't play your starters for the most part, and you only lose twenty four to twenty two and controlled most of that game, you would think. You know, we have our starters in. We're going to just destroy the Browns. Uh, Yeah, you actually have to show up and play. Juju's more (laughs) worried about TikTok dances and his social media following than he is about actually catching passes. And, man, Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin, I love him as a coach. I think he's a fantastic coach. But there's something about him when it comes to playing an underdog. He does not get his team prepared. And it shows.
1: Sometimes, when you're just anticipating an easy win, you're going to take a hard L. And In football, the things that I know about it, when you go down 28 to nothing, uh, only the best can come back when you're down that far.
0: Yeah, and Ben Roethlisberger is definitely no Patrick Mahomes, so definitely not the best. <laughs> yeah,
1: unfortunate. Talk to me about the week's games coming up, Matt.
0: Well, man, the divisional round's getting pretty excited. LA versus Green Bay. I think this one's going to be pretty close. I like. I like what I saw from LA's uh, defense last week. If John Walford can play, they might get some good offensive play from their quarterback. If he can't, I don't know if Jared Goff can do it. I would expect Green Bay to probably win this game 24-14. to But if you put Walford in, you can give him an extra 7 points in 24-21. to um, Then you can move on to the Baltimore-Buffalo game. This one should be amazing. You have Josh Allen, you have Lamar Jackson, both from the same draft and it will be a clash of styles. You have a defensive uh, team with an offense that loves to air raid. I mean, Josh Allen just has the biggest arm in the league, maybe better than Patrick Mahomes arm. And then you have the most athletic quarterback to ever play in the NFL. It's going to be wild. I'm very excited for this one. I'm going to take Buffalo 28-24, to 24, but Won't be surprised if Baltimore pulls it out.
1: Matt, that one's going to be a banger. I hope that now that the weight is off Lamar's shoulders, he can go off and have an unreal running game to match the offensive power that's going to come out of the arm on the other side. Either way, I think football fans should have a good time that day.
0: 100%, man. It's a great way to close the Saturday games. Cleveland, Kansas City, I mean, I honestly think Kansas City is probably sleeping on Cleveland a little bit, even after their win last week. The fact that Patrick Mahomes will probably have a little bit of rust after two weeks off, the Browns will make it closer than a lot of people expect, especially with their ground attack, but I'll still take Kansas City 30-28. to 28.
1: I mean, that's a the completely reasonable option, but uh, Browns can come out of this game, but uh, sky is the absolute limit from here.
0: Oh, 100%, man. And even Odell Beckham Jr., he was tweeting out this week, uh, don't be surprised if they win. So <laughs> yeah, we'll time will tell. Yeah, man. And then a rematch uh, from the season. Well, a double rematch. New Orleans versus Tampa Bay. New Orleans has beaten them by a combined score of 72 to 26. Um, and 38 to 3 in that last game. They dominated them on national television. I do think Tampa makes it a little bit closer this week. I think they put up a valiant fight. I just think New Orleans matches up too well against them, and they beat them 28-20. to Uh,
1: It will be exciting, Matt. It'll definitely be exciting.
0: Yeah, man. And uh, that probably wraps up the NFL. I did want to touch on hockey just because last night it was opening night, man, and I was pumped.
1: Matt, I know you want to talk about the most important game... And I want to apologize to you because I did watch the opener to Toronto versus Montreal. I watched all the way until that first goal for Montreal was scored. And I thought, you know what? I've done my duty. I've watched far enough to be lucky and get Matt that first goal for his team. And I stopped watching. And I'm sad, Matt, because I think it's all my fault. I think I did it for you. Oh,
0: That's okay, man. It's It's, <laughs> it's fine. You know what? That's probably where the luck stopped happening for Montreal. And you're right from there, then on, it was, it was pretty, pretty poor luck for them. That last tying goal, the four, four goal in regulation, bouncing off a ref and then going to William Nylander, who sets up Jimmy VC while price is just lying on his stomach. Ugh. The Leafs got lucky, man. But you know what? The Habs had to get so lucky last year to beat them. So I'm just happy that Montreal is a competitive, strong team. And by most parts and most accounts of that game, they really took it to
1: Toronto. It's exciting to hear. I'm glad, Matt, that Montreal-Toronto started the season with a banger. I hope the players, the fans, the coaches, both organizations will take it as a positive, regardless of winner L, and get really excited for the hockey season ahead of us.
0: Yeah, man, and I hope that there is a hockey season. We did have 27 players test positive, so that's only in week one. Um, I know that it's also happening in the NBA too,
1: though, right? Yo, I'm going to, when we get into that segment, because don't, I don't want to pull you away again, I'm going to have to talk about COVID for a bit because uh,
0: I was joking with you,
1: Matt, but uh, it's putting a triple-double up on the league. It's breaking backboards. It's doing everything it can to try to stop basketball right now.
0: Man, I think it might stop basketball. Did you hear what Fred Van Vliet said about the stricter COVID rules? that it's just plugging holes on a sinking ship, that's that's not pretty, man. i definitely
1: heard about those things. Yeah, I don't think a lot of the players are happy, but Matt, I'm leading you into basketball. Let's go back into hockey, because I know you're excited. There's a lot of games, and you're hoping that it will continue.
0: Dude, I'm hoping that it'll continue, because I need the nine more games against the Leafs. I need (laughs) the Canadian division to keep going. We had two all-Canadian matchups last night with Vancouver-Edmonton. Vancouver coming out on top of that one. McDavid didn't even get a point in that game, unlike him. But, you know, still early in the season. It'll get going. I'm just, man, I couldn't believe all of Montreal's new additions and the great impact that they made. I'm super excited about their rookie defenseman, Alexander Romanov who looks like he's going to be a superstar defenseman. In his NHL debut, he played 22 minutes and had a three-line pass for an
1: assist. He looks like an absolute stud. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm happy for you, my dude. I, I grew up without hockey in my life. I grew up around Toronto. I watched Toronto way back in the day, but ever since you and I met, you know I was always rooting for the white, red, and blue. Go yeah, Montreal. Buddy. I hope... Positive things for the future for you, my dude.
0: Yeah, man, 100%. I I really think that Montreal could uh, have a banger of a season this year. And I honestly think that the Canadian division is going to come down to Montreal Toronto, which for the first time in like
1: 30 years, 40 years, that would be phenomenal. Their rivalry exists, but we need that true head. And what a way it would be if it came down to taking the first and potentially only crown in the Canadian division, right?
0: Wild man. That would be wild.
1: Anything else, my dude, or can we truly make our way over to the hardwood? Man, we can make it over there. Okay, do you want to start with COVID or should we talk about the absolute banger of a trade that went through last night? Because it's happened. Harden has moved.
0: Dude, that trade is absolutely wild. The Nets get Harden, the Rockets get Oladipo, Exume, Crooch, three Brooklyn first round picks. A Milwaukee first-round pick, four pick swaps. They did really well, but even the Pacers got Karis LeVert in the second-rounder, and the Cavs got Jared Allen and, and Tayron T- Prince.
1: Honestly, Matt, I've been looking at this since it happened. I kind of love that the Pacers snuck in there and took Lavert and dropped Oladipo, because we'll, we'll get into it later, but honestly, all around... I think it's a win for everybody, because the Rockets, no matter what you did, were not going to do well in this trade, because you have to get rid of a disgruntled star in Harden, but, I mean, that's a lot of picks, man. That is a lot of picks. Definitely,
0: man. Do you think that the picks are worth more than having Ben Simmons,
1: though? See, and that is that is the communication, that is the question, Uh, I also want to touch on the fact that Danny Age made a comment and said for Boston that it was just, you know, too expensive. But yeah, Ben Simmons, he was he was Philly's big piece. They said that they were willing. I know it was coming down to the Nets wanting Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and Philly being like, nah, we won't give you Tobias. So they were trying to find another young person on that team that would have worked. But at the end of the day. Harden gets to go to the Nets where he wants to go, and that's going to make him happy. But I think, Matt, I think that obviously Ben Simmons would have been the better option at the end of the day.
0: I 100% agree that Ben Simmons would have been the better option. I mean, they have a fringe playoff team with Victor Oladipo, John Wall, and DeMarcus Cousins, but you could really build around Ben Simmons for the next 10 years. And I don't think they can do that with any of the players they have currently.
1: They've put themselves in a really interesting place because all three of those players in Wall, Oladipo, and um, DeMarcus Cousins, at one point in time were considered, you know, either on the rise or fantastic players for their position, and now they're all coming off injuries, they're all being given second, third, fourth chances, and I'm hoping that it comes together for them. John Wall has looked really, really good to start the season, and I'm and I'm hoping that getting that toxic mentality of Harden out of that environment, because let's be honest, that's what he was doing to that locker room. I'm hoping that that can have the Rockets' season turn around, because at 3-6, and six, it's not going so well for them.
0: Yeah, man, but there's still plenty of time. That and the fact that we haven't even mentioned Christian Wood, who's been playing out of his mind. I mean, the Rockets could, could turn around.
1: I try not to think about Christian Wood because I took OG and an Obi instead of Christian Wood. And then, yeah, you know, we've talked about this before. Anyways, anyways, moving on. Yes, hopefully positivity for the Rockets.
0: Bro, the Raptors could have gotten Christian Wood. They should have. I mean, have you seen our runners? God,
1: Look, look, again. We'll
0: get there. We'll
1: get there. Sadness, Matt. I want positivity at this time.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Did you want to move on to how the Pacers dropped Oladipo and got Levert, which is so smart. Because Levert, he is younger, he is cheaper, and he's probably just as good.
1: Yeah, the Pacers are also in an interesting place because they're doing really well. They're having a good season on themselves right now, and I think that he'll fit in really nicely. And I also think that Oladipo slides in really nicely for the Rockets better than what Levert would have done. So I think it's a win-win overall for both teams, and uh, I'm excited to see uh, what the Pacers will do from here because... Uh, I like Levert more than I like Depot, so I think that team will uh, rise in my thoughts, at least.
0: Man, they're definitely on the rise. I'm just a little nervous that Brogdon and uh, Levert are too similar, because Oladipo did have a little bit more explosion than Malcolm Brogdon, and Karis Levert does play more of a, of a tempo game like Brogdon. It might fit in really well next to him, but... I like to change up the styles every now and again. If I'm a coach, I'd like to throw out a, an explosive guy and a change-of-pace guy. Can't do that now.
1: You like having a little bit more options, a little bit more uh, bullets in the chamber rather than uh, just having a bigger gun with uh, larger bullets. Exactly. Of the same ammo type. Yeah, 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 Okay, I understand what I'm saying. But regardless, I think it was a good decision, and I was kind of excited when I saw that it was added on to this blockbuster deal.
0: Yeah, man. It, it was a... Uh it was a good little ad for the Pacers to get in there, but the Cavs, I have no idea what they're doing in this deal. I know that they didn't have to give up anything, really. They gave up that Milwaukee first-round pick, but to get Jared Allen, that's that's pretty sick for them.
1: I mean, I think they've decided that, you know, they found an opportunity to look at Jared Allen as a better option than Andre Drummond, because you can't keep both of them, obviously, and Drummond has obviously a lot of money under him, but, uh, I mean, you were joking about it, Matt. Uh, Raptors fans, are we, hey, can you send us a center? Uh, Any chance the Cavs want to get rid of one of their, what, seven centers, Matt? You were telling me?
0: Dude, they had eight on Ross here up until they dropped Thawne, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. So maybe they like Taurian Prince a lot. Dude. I don't know. Maybe we just go out and get Thawne Maker. I oh, know you were saying well, you you liked him a lot, didn't you? <laughs> Dude,
0: I mean, I don't love him, but he's he's doing better than any of the other centers we have on our roster besides Boucher. So I love Matt. To if
1: him. Matt, if you were seven foot five, you probably might be able to be- to do better. Unfortunately, saying with the well, yeah, way our center situation has been right now. <laughs> oh man! If only I was seven five. <laughs> yeah, if only. But Got the only other interesting thing. Oh God! Yeah, exactly, too far. But the, o- the only other interesting thing that comes out of this, Matt, which is obviously what's going on with Kyrie, because this man has had a very interesting week and will only have more interesting weeks to come. There's been social media images surfacing of him partying with his sister for her birthday in a club with no mask on. Yikes, Matt. And now he gets to hang out with Harden, the other superstar who was seen partying without a mask on. Oh, Nets, what have you done?
0: Oh, man, it's an interesting situation for them because of the players that they have assigned to their roles and as fantastic as they can be. And let's be honest, man, Kyrie Irving, he's one of the best ball handlers, uh, scorers in the NBA. What he can do with a basketball is phenomenal and James Harden is in that same vein if not better than him but they're both prima donnas they both think the world revolves around them and i don't know how great they're going to gel together
1: i don't even think they're the best team in the league still i mean like lakers are so good but steve nash has his work cut out for him on the one hand it could turn out amazing you have 3 unreal all-star talents on your team that can all handle the ball, can all find their own shots, can all make anything happen, not just for themselves, but for everyone else on their team. That could work well, but on the other hand, like, who's going to sacrifice? All I hear right now about big three teams is who's going to sacrifice? You know, Chris Bosh sacrificed on that team with um, with um, LeBron and everybody. Like, there like, somebody... Yeah. Right, somebody has to take a back seat, and uh, you know, it's not KD because that's his team. And uh, is it going to be Harden because he's the last to join? I don't know. Is it going to be Kyrie? I don't know. Like, it's so hard, and time will tell what this team will become.
0: See, I think it has to be Kyrie who takes the step back, but it's Kyrie who's the most unwilling to do it. I think James Harden, I mean, he's got to drop some weight, he'll probably drop it pretty fast. He's a professional athlete, but. He's got to lose about 20 pounds, but he's a much better player than Kyrie Irving is.
1: If Kyrie is willing to take a step back in terms of scoring, his playmaking ability and understanding of, you know, controlling the floor could be unreal scary when you have James Harden and Kevin Durant as your spot-up potential shooters or iso makers on the outside. You're completely right. It should be Kyrie, and I hope Kyrie understands that because If he does and that system works out, they're favorites in the East. No questions. No questions.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, there's no roster in the East that comes close to that top level tier of talent, man. Kevin Durant against the the Pelicans the other night. I mean, he was definitely Kevin Durant again. So that was super nice to see.
1: That is for sure. Matt. I got to mention some injuries and COVID in the league before we move into talking about the games and what's upcoming and all the amazing things that we've seen. So injuries-wise, uh, there's a few this week. Uh, Thomas Bryant for the Wizards, torn ACL. Really sad for him. He's out for the season. He's having
0: a good start to the season, man. Really He good was,
1: start. yeah. It's unfortunate for him, but... I feel like ACLs have been happening left and right. I don't know if Kevin Durant is like making some deal with the basketball gods, and everyone else is suffering for it. But uh, I've noticed ACLs this season, Matt.
0: Hey, man, he was Achilles tear. It's uh, Clay who's coming back to haunt everybody.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's Clay who's like was supposed to have this unreal season on the league. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, but yeah, Bogdan uh, Bogdanovich has a fractured right knee. There's no information yet on his return for the table, but that's unfortunate for the Hawks, but I think they will be okay.
0: Maybe he should have just gone to Milwaukee. The injury would never have happened.
1: I mean, hey, anything is possible. There's also Westbrook with his quad injury. He'll be out for three to four weeks, but uh, we'll see with the Wizards. They don't really... I don't know what's going on with that team right now.
0: Hey, man, when uh, Bradley Bill drops 60 points and you still lose a game, your team's not very good.
1: I mean, that is true. Now, moving on to COVID. Matt, it's a sad week in the league. There's been some actual exponential expansion. Last week, there was only four players tested positive. This week, we're up to 16. There's now been 10 total games postponed with a couple coming up on Friday and one on Saturday. It's a scary time, Matt. It's a scary time in the league. Hopefully, we can get on the other end of it and move in a positive direction while testing negative all around because I really just want to see basketball. Man,
0: I hope they can keep it under control. I hope Freddie's wrong that they are plugging ships on a on a floating ship instead of a sinking ship. Because without basketball and without hockey and without football, we're going back to last year on pandemic time and that just that just sucked.
1: Right? Nobody wants that, but I mean, I think Freddie is completely right to make those comments. I've been looking into the measures that they've been trying to implement and some of them, you know, do not make sense, but some of them really do. You know, they want Morgan game day tests. Um, They want to test players more often because they're noticing that some players are testing positive for a second time, even after recovering. So some of the players that tested positive in, you know, March, April of last year are testing positive again, which in its own right is a very scary thought Um, But the idea of having, um, you know, the players during their shoot-arounds having to space out on chairs in weird ways is interesting. My personal favorite, Matt, which I bet you some players are upset about, is that um, when they're on the road, they're no longer allowed to have guests in their hotel room, which I think is ridiculous that they were even already allowed guests in their hotel rooms when they were on the road. Uh, But hopefully the players will, you know, relax. There's going to be seating arrangements for when they're on the planes, when they're on the bench. I don't know, Matt. I just hope basketball keeps going.
0: Yeah, man. I I really hope that it keeps going. I hope that they get it under control. um, Or just put us all in a bubble again, because that worked last year.
1: Matt, I'm going to ask you this right now. What do you think? Playoffs? Is there a chance that the NBA playoffs can happen without a bubble? Mm, yeah,
0: because the NBA playoffs will hopefully be during a time where COVID is on the, the decline because we're heading into the summer months. You know, vaccines are going to be more readily available, maybe not in the United States, but definitely here in Canada. <laughs> and um, I'm sure that they'll all get, they'll get a vaccine. They'll be some of the top people on the list besides healthcare professional people because they can pay for it, right?
1: This is true. This is true. So yeah, hopefully time will tell. That's all I got, Matt, for COVID. Other than the fact that I wanted to mention that I still think it's crazy that Seth Curry tested positive, like, mid-game, and they basically just shoveled away into the back room, and uh, Philly had to play with so few players for a few games. It was kind of wild. So wild, man. And he's out there anyways. (laughs) Like... People came in contact to him with them, anyways. Oh, it's... I don't know, man. I think you disinfect that whole building, like, shut the whole thing down, keep them all in that arena for a week and a half. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy, but let's move into some positivity, Matt. Let's talk about some of these games that, uh, oh, wait, I forgot. Two of the games that we talked about last week were postponed, so we don't even get to talk about these exciting games that happened. but at least... We had some good games. Clippers versus Golden State on, on the 8th was an absolute banger, Matt. they didn't get to watch it, though.
0: The fact that that happened, we were looking for good games, and I was like, oh, that's a great game. And they were down 20 in the 3rd, and I'm thinking to myself, this isn't going to be a great game. <laughs> Steph Curry, man, is he good at what he does because he was able to claw them back into that game he, they outscored the Clippers 34-18 in the fourth quarter. And wow, he was an animal. He is the only guy to break over 15 points on their team, I think, that game. He scored 38-2-11. and 11. And meanwhile, he's playing Kawhi Abaka and PG, who combined for, I think
1: it's like 68 points? Wild. Wild. Curry continues to do unreal things. I'm glad the narrative in the past two weeks has really changed around for him because he is the greatest shooter of our generation so far. I mean, Kevin Durant, you know, as the freak of nature, tall guy that he is, is an unreal shooter, but Curry changed the game. And uh, I was very happy to say at least that that was a banger. Followed up by those two postponed games, Boston-Miami postponed, New Orleans-Dallas postponed. (sighs) Sadness, Matt. Pure sadness. But that
0: Battle of New York, man... I mean, it comes after the KD game against the Nuggets where he really makes the statement that he's back.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: That game was wild. What is he, like 34-13-9 or something like that? Just yeah, I don't I even have more points. It was just crazy how good he was, man. The best part about Kevin Durant is how easy he makes everything look. It's just so silky smooth. It's
1: wild. It's It's beautiful basketball shown in such an odd unicorn light because he is a freak of nature being so tall and having such good shooting ability while just looking so so clean. You're right, Matt. It's beautiful. I'll say it every week maybe basketball is better with Kevin Durant in it. Every week, Matt.
0: hundred percent man. And I mean he did beat uh the Knicks pretty easily, you know, put the put to rest the battle of of <laughs> New York, but I wanna say something about them Knicks. And RJ Barrett, for a man who is shooting under 40% from the from field goal percentage and under 20% from three-point percentage. Oh no. The fact that he's
1: averaging 16 points is ridiculous. And also the fact that the Knicks are positive. No, they're not a positive team anymore, never mind.
0: They just <laughs> fell below it, man. But you know, the fact yeah. that they were winning, if he can actually get a consistent shot, man. He might be a very, very dangerous player in the near future.
1: Time will tell. You know. You know. Tibbs wants it to happen. I mean, they have a better record for us so far, so they're doing something right, uh,
0: dude. It's not even our fault, though. It's just because they're in New York and they're an American team. They get calls way easier than we than we do. I'm sorry, yeah. man. <laughs> that Golden State Raptors game was some hot fire garbage. <laughs> Like, are you serious? The refs handed the game to Golden State and were laughing about it. There was a, a point where Nick Nurse was yelling at a ref and Steph Curry's walking by and the two of them are just smiling at each other laughing about it. It's it's so blatantly obvious to me. It drives me nuts as a Raptors fan.
1: Nurse has aged like 15 years in the past like year and a half. Just absolute stress dealing with some of these refs. But... We'll hold it back. Matt, another exciting game last week that I do want to touch on before we do move into Raptors chat and also talk about Dame's game because he had a banger last night. Was that Miami and Philly game where both teams were kind of held down on the number of players, but MB dropped like 45 and Hero had 30 plus. Like They really went at each other, you know?
0: Man, it was a great game. It's crazy to see um, Tyler Hero play that well. He He's just picking up where he left off last year in the bubble. I didn't really think that he was gonna explode in the season like he has, but man, he's he's put up some really good games.
1: I've enjoyed having him on my fantasy team. He does have some poor nights where he kinda disappears and doesn't do everything, but I feel like that's, you know, the story of Miami's season, right? They're four and five right now. They've had some great wins, some really bad losses. Jimmy was struggling as well, but yeah, I'm really happy to see Hero play the way he has been when he's been, you know, lights out good.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. And considering the fact that he's played so well without Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo in that Philly game, like, this guy could be the limit for him.
1: Right? When you got to step up, you step up, just like Dame Dala did, what, 40 points? Tell me about this game, Matt, because I know you were really excited about it.
0: 40 points, 10 assists. No turnovers. He joins Chris Paul as like the last player to do it in the past 20 years. That is some elite company when you're talking about point guards here. The fact that he didn't get a turnover, he's the assassin that he is. I'm a huge Dame Dollar fan. He's definitely a top 10 player in the league for me.
1: Yeah, I do love me some Dame. Less excited about CJ, who absolutely ice cold murdered us. The other night, Matt, I think we can move it to some Raptors chat and talk about a very weird week where we saw some positive things, some negative things, and really, really should have had a better week in our eyes than we ended up with, you know?
0: Well, you
1: know, 100% we should have had a better week. The Kings
0: game, that one started off real scary, man. We gave up like 43 points in that first quarter, and they were up 20 points at... At a a point, and we were looking horrible. We couldn't hit a shot, but we reversed it on them, came all the way back, ended up winning like 144 to 122, and it was 123, and it was feeling high. I felt like, you know, okay, our second one of the season, we're starting to turn it around. That Golden State game, man, holding Steph Curry to under like 12 points
1: and losing. I couldn't believe it, man. That's got to be on the refs. That was the first heartbreaker. And yeah, you were saying it, Matt. I remember we were talking about the refs giving it away, but I don't want to jump into it too quickly because that Kings game, you're right. It was the start of the positive things that I saw in the week. You know, Fred had a 34-point game with seven assists. And I mean, he didn't shoot amazing, but he put up the numbers that we needed. And Pascal, I mean, he almost had his first triple-double of that night before coming back against Golden State and actually putting up a triple-double in 22-13-10. I sent Matt a chart right before we recorded this episode of Pascal Siakam's first five games versus his last four games in his shot charts. And I'm very happy with his decision-making, because whether it's been Nick Nurse, whether it's been Kyle Lowry, whether it's been Pascal himself, his decision-making has been better, he's been attacking the rim more, and he deserved that triple-double against Golden State, just like how we absolutely deserved that win.
0: Honestly, man, he, he plays, he's playing so much better, and it's not just because that he that he's just shooting better. He's changed his style. You're a hundred percent right. He's attacking more. He's hitting more shots at the rim. He's not settling for threes. I mean, in the first, in the first three games, he takes seven threes, five threes and nine threes. And his last three, he's taken two, four and two. It's, it's a completely night and day difference. And he's not looking to be the premier scorer that he always was. He's you know, dishing the ball, he's looking for rebounds. He's had two games of ten plus assists so far this season. I I like where he's going, and I like the project progression.
1: I just our centers are killing us, man. It's a lot of things with this team, you know. I, that's and that's why I bring up the positivity of Pascal because when you look at our centers, uh, Baines, ugh, Alex Len. I guess has had a few moments, but really, (laughs) no, not really. The only shining star, Matt, is our boy, Chris Boucher, who has played consistent at least recently, especially last week. This man is playing 22 minutes a night, and these numbers, I mean, at least 14 points, six rebounds on the season. They don't give it justice to what he's done recently. Matt, your favorite number, that 47% from three, Man is a walking bucket behind the three-point line, even if it does take some time to wind up.
0: Dude, he takes so long to wind up, but it's the same hitch every time, which I love. The fact that he was 5 of 8 from 3 against Portland with three blocks, the guy, just can he is so great when it comes to the offensive end. It almost makes up for his defense. You can see why he won that G League MVP, man
1: right? He can put up numbers when he's feeling it, man. He truly is trebuchet. You can't stop those threes. And he hustles on the inside, but you're right. His defensive end lacks, and you know how Nurse is. If you're not hustling on defense, if you're not playing strong on defense, you don't get minutes. Look at Terrence Davis. Look at Matt Thomas right now. We haven't seen their minutes as much you know, in the recent games as we had at the beginning of the season. It's because their offense has been great, but their defense was lacking for what Nurse wants, so... You know, if Boucher can, you know, get a little bit more consistent on the defensive end and really work through it, that starting center position is his for the taking.
0: Yeah, man. They might even uh, start Stanley Johnson at the center position. That's how weak we've been looking, man. Hey,
1: Stanley's been looking okay. He's looked
0: pretty good, man, considering that we didn't play him at all last year. He has looked like he's put in a lot of effort. He's really willing to do what it takes to be a part of the rotation. I've liked what I've seen from him. The fact that he also looks like OG and Anobi, like they look like twins, it's wild. Body yeah, twins, man, body he's,
1: twins. he's hustling, he's working hard on the floor. He caught Matt Devlin off guard. I was watching the other day where Matt was like, "Oh, OG in the rim. Wait, no, that's Stanley Johnson. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so funny when that happened. But Yo, yeah,
0: yeah, he's been looking good. Yeah, yeah, man, he was on that breakaway, and I was like, oh, it's Stanley Johnson. The announcer <laughs> goes, oh, O.J. Ananobi. Marissa goes, yeah, it's told you it's Ananobi. I'm like, nah, Stanley Johnson, nah, baby. Stanley,
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, as much as I rip on Stanley all the time, like most Raptors fans do, I hope he keeps showing it because uh, the positive looks that I've seen out of him has been something, which the Raptors uh, need anything of right now.
0: A hundred percent, man. We are looking for something positive. We are looking for something to build on. But, you know, you and I have talked about it, and we went through our record, man. We should be at least 5-5, five and five, if not 6-4. and four. Some of those games were handed away by the referees. Others we just lost because of concentration. I honestly think that we're not as far off as our record indicates. But if we're going to suck... Let's suck
1: hard, and let's go get ourselves a top three pick so next year we can be <laughs> super competitive. I mean, Golden State did it pretty dang good last year, you know, making this. But, hey, I don't want to give up on the Raps just yet. You know, we're not even into February yet. And you're right. Some of these games have been thrown away by either the refs, but, hey, we're used to that as Raptors fans. Or also just because of how young we are, Matt. We are a young team at this point. Kyle Lowry really is the old pup, the old dog at this point, trying to keep these young guys going and our fourth quarter woes keep happening, Matt. We keep falling apart in the fourth and giving away leads. I don't know how many, you know, double digit leads the Raptors have had this season, but it is at least seventy five percent of our games that we have had double digit leads and we have blown it for losses. So oh and the boys have a lot of work to do. Owen oh five when the game is within a score with five minutes left
0: that's not okay man no that is that is what's the issue man it's that lack of focus it's that lack of killer instinct and i really thought kyle lowry would be able to get it out out of us but he can't do it by himself man he's been great and uh i love kyle but i might want to trade him
1: for some pieces That's the scary thing, right? That's the conversation in a few weeks from now if this trend continues to fall into the ravine. Anything from last week in the Raps, Matt? Or do we want to look ahead at, in my opinion, an exciting week of basketball, hopefully? I think we could look at at the exciting week of basketball. The only thing that I want to mention about the Raps game is that, you know, with two games against the Hornets coming up, a game against the Mavericks, which are always a toss-up game, and then the Heat, also on Wednesday, right before our next recording. I mean, those are a lot of good opportunities for the Raps to, you know, prove that they're going to, you know, take some time to be on the up and get some Ws, because all four of those games, I could see the boys winning this week, you know? Yeah,
0: the two that I'm nervous about are the the Mavericks and the Heat, but, you know, those teams haven't been, been playing that well to start the season, and we should really be more worried about Charlotte, but
1: I ain't. Well, I think it should be some interesting games. I'm hoping that tonight... I mean, we got this game coming up in 45 minutes, actually. The Hornets are going to start soon, so hopefully this will be a banger tonight. The boys will start on the right trend.
0: Bro, you're bringing me right to
1: my hot take.
0: Whoa! You know, I was,
1: amazing! Them Raps gonna get their third win tonight! Yeah, yeah, I love it. I hope it happens. I got a lot of faith in them. Okay, Matt, it's time. I'm going to do it again. I hope... Football time, I baby. was lucky last week with my football take. <sighs> I'm going to believe in the GOAT himself. I don't want another week to go by and not have Tom Brady in it. So I think that the Buccaneers are going to upset the Saints. You have a lot of faith in that Saints team, but the Buccaneers know how to stop a running offense, and I hope that Brady can put up some unreal numbers, and uh, let's try it again. Let's try to go 2-0, and you know?
0: Yeah, 34 23 in the first game and 38 to three in the second game. Good pick. It's called a hot take. It's called a hot take,
1: Matt. (laughs) I got to try something. Okay.
0: Oh man, I'm pulling for Not
1: Lamar Jackson had never won a playoff game before. I willed him to it last week. So anything is possible. The
0: the man is 23. Cut him some slack. Everybody out here is ripping this guy. He's one of the youngest quarterbacks to ever play. He's the youngest MVP ever. One of the youngest Heisman trophy winners ever you cut the man a break.
1: Man, I'm not trying to rip on him. I'm trying to, like, will my, like, hope that this take will come true. <laughs> Bruh, you trying to wreck my NFL playoff record? Look, look, I can't resist, man. I love, I love spicing things up. You know, it is what it is. <laughs>
0: All right, Kevin. Well, I think that's it for this week, man.
1: Beautiful. Well, thank you, everybody, for being here. You can check out more from us at TheBoardSports.net. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at TheBoardSports. This podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Follow us for new episodes and blog posts. And we'll talk to you next time.